Welcome back to another episode of Mission in 5 podcast, where we ask five simple questions to everyday ministry practitioners to learn more about who they are as people and where they see God moving in their local communities. I'm your host, Greg Mamula. American Baptist Churches of Nebraska is filled with variety. I bet you knew that. I bet you know that there are rural churches and city churches. I bet you know that we even have one church that is the only church for an entire county. We have large churches with multiple staff, medium churches with solo pastors, and a few small churches with dual income or even volunteer pastors. Now, none of that may surprise you, but what might surprise you is that of our 65 American Baptist churches in Nebraska, we worship in eight different languages, representing a variety of ethnic groups from Asia, Latin America, and Africa, in addition to our English-speaking Anglo congregations. So over the next several episodes, I'm going to introduce you to the pastors and leaders of our ethnic churches in Nebraska. We will learn about the new cultures and why they have moved to Nebraska. We will learn about the challenges that face our immigrant and refugee brothers and sisters in Christ as they seek to carve out lives in a strange new culture. We will discover their love for Jesus, the church, for other Baptists, and for their cultural heritage. So keep tuning in to Mission in 5 for the next several episodes to meet these amazing Baptists in Nebraska. Now, if you'd like to meet them in person, you should come to the 2019 American Baptist Churches of Nebraska Mission Expo on April 26th and 27th. This year's Region Expo is being hosted by the First Baptist Church of North Platte. You can visit our website at abcnebraska.com or scroll through our Facebook or Twitter feeds to stay up to date on the latest information regarding the Region Expo. My guests today are the founding members of Verdad y Vida Baptist Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Verdad y Vida is Spanish for truth and life. Now, Verdad y Vida was planted nearly four years ago in order to minister to the Latino diaspora here in the Omaha land area. While the congregation is united in its Spanish language, it is, in fact, a very diverse, multi-ethnic congregation with members representing various countries with unique cultures like Colombia and El Salvador, Mexico, Honduras, and Puerto Rico. So while Spanish provides a common language, there are cultural differences and difficulties that come with being this diverse, multi-ethnic congregation. Representing this four-year-old church plant is their founding pastor, Reverend Pedro Reynaguil, along with founding members Carlos Angulo and Virgin Rojas. We will learn more about each of these people in more detail in just a few minutes. During the process of our conversation, each of these leaders took it in turns to answer various questions. Special gratitude must be extended to Virgin Rojas, who served as translator for Pastor Pedro. So, guys, our format is simple enough. We're going to ask our five questions to these ministry practitioners to learn more about who they are and where they see God moving in their community. So let's just jump right in. Let's start with Pastor Pedro. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Okay. Pues soy un hombre colombiano. I am a Colombian man. Creció dentro de un contexto familiar de una. That was raised in a context of a family setting una where. Una familia corriente normal. Uh, common, de clase trabajadora from en mi país. A working family. And as a child. Eh, conocí I el evangelio. The, the gospel. Gracias a la intervención de misioneros americanos. American missionaries. Allí en Colombia. In Colombia. So, estoy casado. I am married eh, con una excelente mujer, with an excellent woman la cual amo con todo in mi which corazón. I love with all my heart. Y tengo dos hijos. And I have two children. Uno es chef. One is a chef. 
Y vive en Finlandia junto and con lives su esposa. In, in Finland along with his uh, wife. Y Juan Pablo que tiene 10 años. And Juan años, Pablo who is 10 years old. El cual todavía vive con nosotros. In which he he still lives with us at home. Carlos, you're you're here as well. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you are. So I was born in New York, uh, but I actually grew up in El Salvador until I was seven. And then I moved to New York, and then we moved to Omaha. So I pretty much lived my whole life in Omaha since I was eight years old. Uh, so I went to the University of Nebraska, got a degree in biology, but I actually worked as a chemist and met with labs. And I've been part of Verdad y Vida since it started. And uh, Virgin, tell us a little bit about who you are. Absolutely. Um, like I said, like you mentioned, my name's Virgin Rojas. I am a founding member of Verdad y Vida. Um, I, I come from a border town in El Paso, Texas, uh, along with the Mexican border of uh, Chihuahua, Mexico. And um, I, I work as a, a mental health practitioner and a substance use counselor at um, Lutheran Family Services. But I have a I have a bachelor's in criminal justice and a master's degree in clinical counseling. So let's go on to question two. How did you guys all get here? Uh, you guys alluded to it a little bit. Um, you know, um, Carlos, you grew up here mostly, um, but uh, everybody's got a story to tell about how they came to be in Omaha. So um, let's let's go with version first. Tell us, how, how did you end up in Omaha? Absolutely. Uh, well, I got a full scholarship for University of Texas at El Paso, and um, I turned it down to a $500 scholarship for Velvet University um, back in, I don't know, 2002. And I did not see myself in El Paso. Uh, I was really just, I just wanted to be over here. I love the the four seasons that Nebraska offers, and I love that, whereas I come from a desert city. Um, mm. So I came in and um, started school here, and just, I'm still here. <laughs> Very good, very good. Carlos, do you have anything to add to your story? I mean, you grew up here in the area, and, and you're still here, though. Pretty much the reason why we moved from New York to Omaha was because my parents were going to start a business here. So they had some family here, so my parents decided to move here, and I had to move with them It was when I was eight years old. So. And uh, Pastor Pedro, how did you come to live in Omaha, Nebraska? ¿Cómo llegó a Omaha, Nebraska? Eh, nosotros en Colombia... Uh, en Colombia, we began to plant churches. I had a strong necessity to be able to go elsewhere. It was something that was persistent in my life, in my, in my search. And being in that same line of direction, I asked God for direction for and for almost nine years. I was praying, speaking to my wife year after year. And saying, God wants us to move. We we need to leave. My wife would say, No, I'm comfortable. After the eighth year, she had a promotion at work because she's a chemist engineer. And they offered her. They offered to be the. Um, uh, the, the, the director of the lab that she was working at in Chile. So she was very motivated. And I think God moved all that for her to have that idea of being able to think outside and leaving Bogota. I met a man who, who was a missionary, and he was a missionary from the United States. And he said, in the, in the northern part of Mexico, in the south part of of United States, there's a lot of need, and there's a lot of need 
That truly touched my heart very deeply. And he said, I think you're the man for that. When all of this starts happening, Alicia, just like there was an opportunity of, 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 of uh, in her role, in her, in her job, it also, that door closed. Era tanta la frustración de ella, the fr her frustration was so much to the point where no había or, lo que because ella it did not go according to what she wanted and obviously to succeed in her career que ella dijo, that she said okay okay si es eso, nos vamos. If, that's, if that's it then okay we'll leave me dijo a mí? and Ahí of course once she said yes I took that opportunity we sold our apartments, we sold our cars, we sold our absolutely everything. And we left. And we left searching what God had for us. Maybe I identified, uh, maybe I identified a lot with what Abraham went through. When God says, well, leave, leave, leave your home and I will go to the place that I will show you. Y luego llegamos al and then we got Texas. to the Valley of Texas. And that's is where I remember it was a Wednesday. I'm never going to forget y that. I remember that as soon as I got there, it was West Loco, Texas. And we got there and they were waiting for me to, to start preaching. And that night was very special. And there, that's where our adventure started in this country in which we have been for four, five years. And God has brought us to Omaha, Nebraska, four years ago. Wow. That's an amazing adventure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your guys' hobbies. Do you, uh, what do you do when you're not planning churches and revitalizing ministries? Uh, to me, I like to, I like to read. I like to ride and, and, and just, I like speed, so I, I love, I wish I could go to like a racing car. That's something that I like a lot. How about you, Carlos? What are you into? So my free time, I like to ride my bike, so most of my time, that's what I do. I like to do mountain biking and usually do it with my brother. We've been a few places. Last year, we visited Washington State. So we're there, up there mountain biking. And other than that, just spend some time with my family and read some books. And that's pretty much what I like to do in my free time. All right, very good. How about you, Virgin? Mine's going to be very simple, being a mom. <laughs> you enjoy this. It's, it's, difficult, it's difficult, but it has a lot of blessings. That just seeing my girls laugh and just the smallest things just get a kick out of me All right and you have two daughters yes i have two daughters i have my oldest is 11 her name is emily and then i have my youngest which keeps me very busy her name is bella she's right. four uh tell us about the ministry at verdade vida eh, there's a lot of things that are going on we're a church i believe it's it's attending to the needs of the hispanic needs here in the in the city of omaha there's been a lot of there's been a lot of people that have had the wrong motivation and, and standing up in the in the in the city and using um taking people's vulnerability by uh making it a, a business 
El contexto religioso the hispano religious es muy context is very very strong in the city. Y es un contexto and que it's a context in where it represents a lot of um, in a way of I could say uh, a lot of idolatry and where they go be behind um, figures or, or important people just because they have or they, because they have the idea of mentality that they're people that they're going to be able to give them some type of salvation so, so they they end up following the person instead of the biblical biblical um study and they end up going and seeking a man which becomes an um an idol and falls into idolatry y como es muy and because it's very known ciudad, within our context of a city a lot have been of a lot of abuses have been a causation of this that have a wrong direction or have a wrong motivation sexual abuse manipulation of finances um submission of uh, within the same families divisions within Within families and doing a lot of things that, es que no son that are not the correct one. Y que and I believe that verdad y vida, just like its name states, is an opportunity that they could know God truly. That is Jesus Christ. So, so, so let me ask a question, it's just to clarify what's happening. The the Latino population in, in Omaha has a lot of needs, and people take advantage of those needs by creating churches is, is this is this pastors or organizations like who's what what's being created that that people are attaching themselves to that turns into an idol is it churches is it is it church is it pastor personalities is it um organizations designed to help the latino people that turn out to to be pitfalls that aren't helpful at all um what exactly are you referring to omaha Okay. It functions in the, in the, in the following way. For, because they, they have a necessity, familiar. because they have a necessity within the family culture or context. And be, being out of the cultural context that they, 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 they were born with. So they put their eyes or their or their trust in a person that appears to be a leader or an influential person that could in a way offer them a solution to the different problematics that the family could be having or facing at that time for example they're people that they they appear with positions such as they say if you do something like giving all your money or doing things of service or situations that, are, uh, that could be a well-being for for that leader so then then God is going to see that it's going to come and help the family and give you and do and it's going to solve all your problems no. so um, what are you doing as a church then to help meet some of these needs so como iglesia como están ayudando a poder llenar estos tipos de lo primero que estamos haciendo the first things that we're doing es enseñar las escrituras is teaching the scriptures y el consejo de Dios and 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 God's God's word de una manera práctica y vivencial in a practical way to practical way entendiendo understanding 
que el único intermediario entre Dios y los hombres fue Jesús. And the only one that could we could reach to God is Jesus Christ. Que los pastores somos servidores, that the, that the, hombres que sirven a Dios. Are, are servants of God that serve God. Pero que no tienen la connotación but don't of la of taking over being Como digamos, like la, for example la being like, lo, lo like the religious traditions always teach. Sino enseñamos más desde but, el principio del ejemplo. But we teach from the principle of um, uh, the example, the living aplicando, example, aplicando lo que Jesús applying enseñó. what God has taught. Jesus has taught, and whoever wants to be bigger within the crowd was is a person that serves. So what we tend to have is an attitude of service to this community from our own example. There's a moving of God which comes with the, the revelation of the gospel to the people and these people are being able to find, are truly finding with the God of the scriptures. And that is what's happening within, within our culture, uh, the context of our, our, our church. People have started to add, uh, There's there's been this uh, um passing along of, hey, have you heard of Verdad y Vida? And it's just been spreading all over. And someone comes and says, hey, I went to this place when they, 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 they show the word in a different way. I had never been able to understand X, Y, or Z in the way that I see it now. So the other person joins and they come and, and they're, and it's, it's, they could feel it. They feel accepted. They feel loved. They, they feel part of. Because one of the one of the needs of one of the basic needs of a human being is is to belong to. Well, thank you for sharing that, Pastor Pedro. Um, so for Carlos and Virgin, then I'm just gonna throw it out here, and you guys can kind of talk back and forth. But uh, what are some of the ways that Verdadi Vida is showing the love that the pastor was just talking about? So I would say, like in my personal life, there's been situations like that I've never dealt with, and you know, just. Uh, talking to the, talking to pastor about them or like other people and understanding that I'm not the only one going through those situations and that God has a purpose through everything we go and just under, understanding that it's not just about coming to church, uh, being there every Sunday or just being part of a group. It's more about living the word and that each day that we can be an example to other people where I work, uh, showing them that we're different and as that aspect we can be a change in the world and just letting other people know that God's there for us. And uh, through my time in Verdad Vida, there's a lot of things that have changed in my life. There's a lot of situations that I've been able to be free of and live a different life and knowing that the word is real, that Jesus is real, and it's not something fake that someone invented or some a story that someone came up with and that uh, God hasn't changed and that God is there for us to help us, but that we also have to uh, be there and be able to uh, do God's will and not ours and that's not easy every day and just like uh, learning about the word and learning and sharing with other people the struggles that we have uh, none of us are different than any other person and like everyone has their struggles every one has their bat battles every day and just learning from that and learning to love other people learning to love their difference and learning to also see that everyone makes mistakes and that God is always a God of a second opportunity or a third opportunity. And that has definitely changed my life and I think has changed everyone that goes to Verdad y Vida. I can also see it in my family that also attends Verdad y Vida. 
All right, very good. Virgin, do you have any examples of uh, in your life or other ministries happening at the church where this is being played out and lived out? Absolutely. Um, there's so much that I would like to say, so I want to keep it short. But, you know, personally for me, um, I've, I lived a religious context all my life. I just knew that I was a I was a the typical Sunday person that would go. I would give my tithes and my offerings and I thought that was it. Like all I wanted to look is my phone, text my family member and say, Hey, where are we going out to eat after this? And it turned out to uh when when I met Pastor Pedro and he was preaching and when he shared the word, I always like looked at him like, why is he looking at me? Like, like I was l- turning to my right and to my left. And I was like, how does he know that about me? Like, why is he looking at me? How does he know these are all the areas that I need to work at? But later on, I recognized that it wasn't him. He was a tool, obviously, in what God has been using. But that the word spoke to not only my conscience and my mind, but to my heart that those were areas that a lot of areas that I needed to work on. I come here because I have the need to learn and because I, I have the need to say thank you, God, for revealing yourself to my life because I'm no longer the person that I used to be. And where I was arrogant, I was very prideful, I was walking in ego. And every day now it's much different because I ask God, you know, I come with a humble soul. I want to do your will. Um, I have so many weaknesses and one of the things that that really touched my heart is there's a member uh, or a person that started coming to our church um, very difficult in personality mm-hmm. and you know I shared you know what who I was before who I am now and what God has done he looks at me and he says you know wow like if, if, if you change, like, I have hope that I could change because I'm a very difficult person. Other people are going to know about me. And that is where I recognize that I'm one more servant, or like I say in Spanish, I'm like the cha-cha. I'm the servant. God, what do you want me to do? You tell me to skip. I skip. You tell me to run. I run. And also learning most recently that Pastor preached um, on Sunday is that not only do we have to do the things with the right intention and the right motivation, but having the right attitude and serving him. All right. So what's next? What's, what's, what are some upcoming events or activities or ministries uh, that is going on with either your lives or with the church for Dada Vida? We are the youngest church within the region. So within the context of starting to construct and build the diverse um, that, that, that are done within our church. But for this year, we have a we have various or couple projects or plans. One of them is to be able to make a video once a month and promote it through the social media. Uh, talking about problematics that are very typical. Working on uh, the next month in April, we're gonna have our our our, our um, child or, or kids um, event. What does that consist of? That the that the that the children from our congregation can identify, and that is a day for them to do the service how they want to. 
They're going to be worshiping. They do the prayer. They share a, a biblical uh, uh, standpoint based on their perspective. And we're all participating of that day. And that day we're all participating. We're all like kids too. <laughs> and we invite other kids from the community. And we have face painting or activities that are, you know, that children's based. And we share something to eat. So those are the activities that we have. Well, we do the you know the regular yearly celebrations. We have we celebrate Mother's Day, Father's Day. We have our uh, uh, church anniversary. We generally it, it always comes down to November in November. So we kind of celebrate Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, and our our church anniversary in November. Very good. So, uh, bonus question then is, how can the churches in Nebraska um, come alongside Verdad y Vida and be partners in ministry with you? I think one of the things that we could do is, is every time um, um, reach out as brothers in Christ and that we are the brothers, uh, Spanish-speaking um, brothers that are there to serve, to love each other, to, to, to get together. Obviously, our... Our, our cultural manifestation is a, a little bit different. But just like we have the Burmese community, have a different total culture, I think we're a big family that's very multicultural. And I believe that one of the things that we do need to, to do is to be able to support each other, support each other's congregations. Uh, we, we have open, uh, we have uh, open door to, to other churches to, to join us in the activities we do. And we also have bilingual people that could be able to help with the communication. I think that we should stretch our hands more. How? Uh, how can we help the region? How can the region help us uh, um, making our events more public or more to be able to pass, the, pass it along and know what we're doing? Okay. I know that alongside with, our, uh, with the English-speaking churches, they, they, they know there's a Hispanic, everyone I'm pretty sure can associate with them knowing a Spanish-speaking person or Hispanic per person. We're open to be able to open more congregations uh, in, in churches, Hispanic churches. Within the, within the different context, um, uh, let's say cities, smaller cities that we could represent. At. There's a need that needs to be satisfied and we have been called for that. I think that every, I know that, I, I, I would say that every one of the churches, it's strate strategically uh, placed in the in where it's at, and if we could replicate more churches, Verdad y Vida, in all of the state of Nebraska, ABC of, of uh, in, in the, in the longitude and, and wideness, we could reach more people in our, in our growth, in our uh, and, and the, uh, how effective it's going to be is going to be much greater. Thank you for listening to Mission in 5, the podcast. Keep tuning in to this special ethnic church series as we introduce you to the leaders and pastors serving our ethnically diverse Baptist churches. It has been great speaking with the leadership of Verdad y Vida, the Truth and Life Baptist Church in Omaha. Thank you to Pastor Pedro Reina Gil, Carlos Angulo, and Virgin Rojas for sharing their hearts of, for ministry for the Latino people in Omaha. 
Thank you to Virgin, especially, for translating for us. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to Verdad y Vida and Pastor Pedro. Subscribe to the podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Rate and review us while you're there so that we can know how you're enjoying the show. Be sure to share Mission in 5 podcast with your friends and family so that they can hear how God is doing amazing ministry in Nebraska through our Baptist churches. Feel free to support the podcast by going to our abcnebraska.com website and using our PayPal link in order to donate to this ministry. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.